Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. You want to see Uncensored 2, go to brighty.tv. They're a great partner with us and his glory. We love them. We love everything that Mike is doing. And uh, go there for true. Brighty on TV. God bless you. I feel that Juvench is helping me to get better every day in every way. That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The Juvent Micro Impact System allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint. Sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack on your TV as well. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. It's great to be back with you on the Sheriff Mack Show. And it's a wonderful, beautiful Tuesday morning. <laughs> yes, it is. It's freezing cold where I live, though. But you know what? We're getting much needed snow. Yes, in fact, I was, uh, I, I, in fact, I needed to tell you this and remind you of this. I was in snow country. I was in Utah last night at the uh, Christmas going away party. It was more of a Christmas party for all of the employees at Beaver County in, in Utah, of course, for Sheriff Cameron Noel, who is now retiring. And uh, I presented him last night, uh, kind of surprised him, I guess, but he did uh, awards for his employees. He did about six uh, awards for outstanding service. And one was, uh, particularly interesting, a deputy sheriff who uh, threw himself in the way to save a couple of children who were being kidnapped. Uh, and he, he literally uh, rammed his vehicle into the escaping vehicle and uh, probably saved the lives of two children. And uh, so anyway, he was honored and uh, several others. And then after that, uh, I spoke, well, I spoke first and then I, I did uh, the award. The Lifetime CSPOA Lifetime Achievement Award for Sheriff Cameron Noel, who has been uh, quite involved with us at the CSPOA for the past 12 years. And you that know him is well. incredible. You know what's interesting about Cameron Noel? This guy uh, has a you know sig significant 
service career as a sheriff. Yes, yeah, no, it's not He correct. then retires, and instead of having uh, a celebration for him or to honor him, he goes and celebrates all of his employees. What a class act, Sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really is. And it was a, a, a great event, great dinner. Uh, and then I hustled back uh, to Las Vegas, where I am right now, uh, because we have some business here uh, this morning uh, with AFLDS stuff. And uh, my wife told me to get some sleep, and I guess I did a little. But, Sam, it, it's wonderful to be around so many people last night, and uh, Sheriff Noel and his wife, Jean, um, to to honor the Constitution, honor uh, the profession of law enforcement. It was a very positive uh, night, and uh, it ended on a very positive note with uh, Sheriff Cameron Noel getting the CSPOA plaque of lifetime achievement. Uh, and I read uh, an excerpt from uh, the letter that the all 29 sheriffs and Sam, this thing, this letter needs to be used in, in maybe talking with other sheriffs in the country, but also talking to other Utah sheriffs because it quotes the, the Declaration of Independence. It talks about how the sheriffs and public employees are here to save the Constitution and to protect rights. It was, so, I mean, it sounds like you and I wrote it together and that needs to be put out there a lot more because it is really powerful stuff. All right, grab me a copy of that. So it comes from the Utah Sheriff's Association? Yes, it's what they, they wrote to Biden wow. about a year ago. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it is powerful. I, I can't believe uh, how, how fundamental and constitutional and and American this letter is telling uh, Biden that the Utah sheriffs will not allow any more gun control in violation of any rights yeah that's incredible you gotta love it so a wonderful time was had the CSPUA yes. lifetime service award is that what we're calling it lifetime achievement lifetime achievement award uh, goes to Cameron N noel of beaver county utah ladies and gentlemen for 2022 right that is correct all right you gotta love it ladies and gentlemen uh were there a lot of other law enforcement personnel were they able to make it oh yeah yeah it was packed with with law enforcement jailers uh, a couple of uh county commissioners and uh in fact i sat right uh, next to one uh and the new sheriff coming in cody black uh, is really on board and told me he wants to work with us and and it what a great attitude and uh, you know he had to run for office he was not appointed he had to run and he did and uh, Sheriff Noel is uh, very good friends with him very supportive you gotta love it Beaver County Utah ladies and gentlemen sheriffs are standing up all over the country there's not enough of them yet but we're gaining on it every single day because of you yes. the members of the posse and thank you so much for all that you do quickly to your quote sheriff the supreme court greatest tenth amendment decision ever rendered in america continues sir yeah it's it's really something else uh because uh, scalia actually talks about even taxation in my ruling <laughs> He said, uh, Congress's power wow. to tax will, uh, he's quoting another uh, source here, Congress's power to tax 
will produce two sets of revenue officers. For example, Brutus's, Brutus, who is a, a nickname for one of the founding fathers so he could stay anonymous, so the king wouldn't come and kill him. Brutus's assertion in his letter to the New York Journal on December 13, 1787, that the Constitution opens a door to the appointment of a swarm of revenue excise officers to prey upon the honest and industrious part of the community. Well, I, I guess we have to say maybe that was a mistake the Constitution made, but I don't believe it is. He said it opens the door, but if we had honest uh, public officials, uh, that door would never have been open enough to do what the IRS is doing to us today. And that the founding fathers depended on public officials who swore an oath in God's name to uphold and defend the Constitution. He depended on them to keep their word, and they have not. So today we have Paymon, and I'm going to have to have him give his last name. So Paymon, are you there? Welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show. Aha. Oh, okay. Well, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on in a second. Uh, but, yes. Sheriff, this is really interesting about taxation because, remember, uh, understanding not only the Constitution in its pure written form, but understanding the Declaration of Independence, understanding the Federalists and the Anti-Federalist Papers, so understanding the debates the Founding Fathers had, learning from their words, learning from the decisions that they made down the line after as uh, members of legislative bodies and or the president, et cetera, et cetera, letters they wrote to one another. Truly, if you want to understand America, you got to understand the context in which the founding fathers operated. Then you've got to understand where their leanings were. And let me give you an example. When it came yeah. to truth, they wanted truth. When it came to innocence versus guilt, they always uh, were leaning towards or erring on the side of innocence as opposed of guilt or as opposed Correct. to guilt. Same thing is true with taxation, understanding that they didn't want direct taxes. They wanted indirect taxation. So tariffs at the border were a great tax because it just taxed the citizens of the world to do business with the greatest economic engine ever known. And if they cooperated with free market principles, then the, ta the tariffs were very low. If they didn't, then the taxes were higher in an effort to level the playing field with dishonest governments that subsidize uh, against the free market. Uh, well, so these taxes at the borders were great taxes because they didn't directly heap abuse on the backs of the American people. Well, the same thing's true with apportionment taxes. So let's say there's, you know, 4 million people in Utah and there's 330 million people in America. You know, you've got your 4 millionths of your 330 millionths, you know, percentage to pay. Bring it on down to Sam Bushman is one of those people. And I pay my apportionment. I pay my wife's apportionment, you know, the members of my family. And so these apportionment taxes paid directly to the states gave the states authority and power. The general government had their authority from taxes at the border and government was intended to be small and operate within the scope of those taxes that were clear, simple, transparent, and indirect. And this is what the founding fathers intended. All these other taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, income taxes, whatever, to, they're all abusive direct taxation that would have the founders turning over in their grave, sir. Yeah, they, they fought a war uh, for much less. Uh, I mean, really, the Stamp Act uh, had a lot to do with it when they started uh, taxing anything that was made of paper. And, and so it, it just kept going. And it was a very small tax. It was like 1%. 
maybe not even, uh, and maybe just a little bit over that, but it was extremely small, nothing compared to what we get today. And, and I've always wondered, Sam, how is it that the United States Congress that says they're defending uh, and working for the American people, how they allow an evil, corrupt, Gestapo-like organization known as the IRS, that the only thing certain in America is uh, the IRS tax, taxation and death. That's the only two things that are certain. And and I, I am tired of hearing that. And and then that brings in uh, to Sam, which, which this is very common knowledge, especially people, I'm holding up a $20 bill. And if you read on this, the, the very top, it says 20, and then it says Federal Reserve Note. What in the hell is a Federal Reserve Note? note. Uh, and then it says down at the bottom, it says $20. Well, what's the difference between $20 and a Federal Reserve note? And why do we have Federal Reserve notes? And why do we have a Federal Reserve? And in the, the uh, Article 1, Section 8, where it details what Congress powers are, and, and their duties are, what they're supposed to be doing. One of them is that the Congress is supposed to regulate our money and uh, and and establish the value of our money, and so then you look, and it's actually a an organization called the Federal Reserve that somehow uh, Congress appointed to take care of the very system of America. Can Congress do that? And if they are doing it, are is there any oversight to make sure that? this Federal Reserve bureaucracy is actually doing their job instead of doing a number on the American people. And so th there's so many questions there, Sam, and there's so much corruption behind that. And how is it that the IRS now is a power unto themselves where I, I will tell you, I, want, I, I will call out Trent. He was the majority leader of the Senate when I was doing my lawsuit back in 1994. And I was invited by the NRA to a big luncheon in Washington, D.C. And I was seated at a table with, was his name, uh, Senator Phil Graham. Uh, Trent Lott was immediately sitting to my left. Orrin Hatch was sitting at the same table, your old buddy. And, uh, and, and then everyone at the table were United States senators except me. And it was a round table and there was about six of us. And I cannot believe it. What he said, I said, Senator, you're the leader of the Senate. When are we going to do something about the Gestapo of America? And he said, it'll never happen. We're just as afraid of them as everybody else. And I said, you got what? And I was startled that he said that. Yes. Okay. Sam, I believe we have. Well, hold on, because it just shows really quick, because it just shows, yeah. though how out of control these unconstitutional government agencies have become. They have literally oh, yeah. blurred the separations of powers. They have violated yeah. the consent of the governed, and they have become judge, jury, and executioner. And, you know, Ezra Taft Benson, the former Secretary of Agriculture, wrote a book called An Enemy Hath Done This, Sheriff. Yeah. And in that yeah. book, he said, one day, hopefully the American people will realize they have been played for suckers.
that's going on. And right. he was referring specifically to Social Security at the time. But I maintain it relates to the Internal Revenue Service as well. Payman, welcome to the broadcast. How do you say your last name? Must have had this, Sam, but Payman would be good. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> All right, let's good catch everybody you, up then. You come from a Jewish family and grew up in Iran? Yes. I went to nine years of Jewish school. Most of my relatives emigrated to Israel in 1950s and 60s, been there many times, but I'm very much anti-Zionist and pro-freedom. And you came to America in 1977, right? Yes. So you've been here for a long time. You got an incredible education along the way in finance and a whole lot more, right? Yes, I got my digging in business in 1992. I got introduced to income tax fraud. The Federal Reserve is privately owned. The New World Order, the whole world of truth beyond basic freedom and libertarianism, which I knew about when I came to America in 1977 at age 14. All well, right. And well, then you uh, eventually became the uh, president and founder of Freedom Law School, livefreenow.org. Org, you're a member of the Libertarian Party and more. Tell us about the uh, Freedom Law School. Well, I started uh, teaching uh, in 1994, whatever little I knew about income tax uh, and the Constitution at the time. That's just actually about the same time I met Sheriff Richard Mack at an event in, uh, in San Jose, California. So I was just teaching uh, a little bit of what I knew, and people liked it. And I realized that there was a need to teach Americans about the basics of the U.S. Constitution, the law, our rights, and basic fundamental procedures, how to assert our rights and defend our freedoms. And that's what led to Freedom Law School, which I found in January 1st, 1996. Sheriff? And what's the purpose of all that? What 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 what's the purpose of the Freedom Law School? And what's your purpose? And what's your what's your main calling card? What what is what is it that you do? Well, back in 1992, I went to a meeting after I heard this lady on talk radio in L.A. that no law requires the average American to file income tax. As a libertarian, I thought that's great. That's how it should be, but that's not the way it seems because most people seem to file income tax. Uh, anyways, I didn't, and I didn't understand it. So I went there, and I was blown away by what she showed me about the law. Not opinion, not, right. you know, someone's interpretations, but the actual laws. And so right. I thought, wow, there's a solution. Uh, as a libertarian, I thought, why? These the Republicans and Republicrats, you know, uh, they get all the money where the money there should be getting is from us to libertarians who get our country back. So we no longer should be paying our enemies to destroy us, okay, through the IRS. And now we have more money for ourselves and our families. And we have money to fund political campaigns of real statesmen that stand for freedom and constitution for American people. So that was my vision back in 1992, I started teaching whatever I knew to spread the world to other people. And uh, over the course of 30 years now, things have developed and grown. And thanks to internet now, uh, I'm able to show people clearly why the only people by law 
according to government's own official legal websites, who are supposed to file income tax, our citizens and residents of Washington, D.C., federal workers, and that's it. The rest of us well, about, can literally refund the federal government. How about also like uh, uh, territories like Guam and Puerto Rico and no, is, is that not include them or no, it doesn't include Therefore, them either? Only, only the federal workers in those uh, four territories, U.S. territories, mm -hmm. they're supposed to have pay social security taxes. That's it. So how have we gotten to where we are today then, for heaven's sakes? Uh, the IRS completely out of control, uh, very evil. And in fact, you said something very similar to what I've said. I will make this very clear to you and the rest of the world. I've said it on this show before. I believe that the greatest threat or enemy, the greatest threat or enemy to America is our own federal government. That's right. We don't have to worry about the Chinese and Russians and North Korea and all that outside the enemies within the gates. That's the enemy we need to defund. And we've been doing it, Sam, through deception, just like the Corona hoax, just like most sheriffs in this country who enforced the Brady Bill of Gun Control Law. They were deceived into believing that they had to enforce the Brady Bill gun control back in early 1990s yeah, when they did not uh, lawfully have to do so. It starts with deception. You're right there. Uh, Sam, with deception, but it also starts with uh, abusive overreach, as some would say, of government. I would say criminal activity. You know, when Bill Clinton tried to literally uh, threaten and intimidate Sheriff Mack with arrest, et cetera, et cetera, before Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. You know, this is the, the efforts they try to do. They try to use intimidation. They try to use deception. Mm -hmm. uh, and they then use that by force. And the sad part, Payman, is everyone I know, with few exceptions, who have taken on the IRS, winds up losing everything they have. Okay, they lose their house. They lose their bank accounts. They usually end up getting divorced and lose their relationships uh, from family members. Uh, they usually come out of the other side very broken, so much so that even uh, literally beside my father's gravestone is another gravestone. The, the headstone the headstone reads, cause of death, IRS. I kid you not. I've told people this. They don't believe me, and I've actually sent out a photo of it. Uh, because it's so abusive. They've become judge, jury, and executioner to the point where Richard Mack just told a story before you came on talking about how even the senators blatantly, some of them admit they're afraid of the IRS also, that it's an out-of-control rogue agency that simply cares nothing for the law. Uh, and so I don't mean to put uh, you know sour grapes into this, but I will say this. It's a very tough debate that's been going on for literally my whole lifetime. I remember 30 years ago, uh, almost interviewing Erwin um, Schiff and many others about the IRS. Uh, I know friends who have taken them on and very few have won. Uh, what's the difference in what you're speaking of versus my experience, sir? Well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, we're coming to a hard break payment. So we want you to get into that right after the break. And uh, we're glad you're here. Thanks so much for being with us on the Sheriff Mac show. Folks, uh, we're headed to a break. Uh, we'll take a couple of minutes and we'll be right back with you. This is the Sheriff Mac Show 
on Brighteon TV. And if you want to learn more, livefreenow.org is Payment's website for his Freedom Law School. We love Brighty on TV. We are so excited that they are bringing quality content to the American public that has been starving for this stuff due to all the censorship. I know it's amazing how uh, necessity is the mother of invention, and as much as we hate the censorship, it's amazing because Brighty on things like Brighty on. Uh, come into fruition, and so we're really excited about that. We're uh, Spiro Pictures. This is uh, this is Joy, my wife, and I'm Mr. Joy. Uh, no, I'm Matt there, and uh, we're filmmakers, uh, and we make uh, what, what documentaries we make. Babe? Um, we've done Reawakening series. Uh, we've done Truth, uh, the Trump I Know, and we have done Selection Code. Yep. And so uh, we're just going to sign out and say hot bye, but uh, we love Brighty on. Thank you so much for joining us. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet as suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at CaliKey.com with free shipping. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sheriff Mack Show. We're talking to Payman. He is the founder and president of the Freedom Law School, livefreenow.org. We're going to be talking in a minute about his incredible rally coming up, the Restore Freedom Rally. It's in Orlando, January 20th through the 23rd, uh, and it's at RestoreFreedomRally.org to learn more. Seek the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So right before the pause payment, I had said, hey, you know what? A lot of people get beat up by the IRS. Wrongfully so, I agree. Uh, but help us understand the difference in the education that you've uncovered, sir. Well, first of all, the fact that I have not filed and paid any income tax for 30 years, IRS wow. well knows about me. And IRS has attacked me, but never tried to put me in prison. That in itself says a lot, doesn't it? They've attacked me it for. Does. Over six hundred thousand dollars of taxes in two thousand nine, for thirteen years of taxes, 
and it took me close to two years have the IRS's own appeal office and the tax court zero out all of those tax liens. So there's obviously something different than what I'm doing than all these other guys like Urban Schiff and Larkin Rose and Sherry Jackson, all three of them, what they have in common, they did not listen to them. I try to help all three of them, to educate them, to work with them. They all declined my education and my support. So besides that, I got great news to tell you guys. I remember in 1960s and 70s, none of us believed that the Soviet communist empire would collapse of its own weight from the inside, but it did implode. Yep. I'm telling you guys this, I got, you can go to my Odyssey channel on Rumble of Freedom also. I did a presentation recently, IRS auditors themselves have said IRS management in 2016 or before decided to leave 99.9% of repeat non-fathers alone. Yes, the Soviet empire was very powerful in 1920s and through 1960s ruthless, but in 70s they start imploding and that ended in 1991 where it's all imploded and the irs used to come out over a million non-fathers back in 2009 or 2016 that number was down to under a thousand so this is not the same irs that you and i knew so the thing is that's why i'm able now to offer people the opportunity to literally defund the criminals in DC, which is our right and our duty to petition our congressmen, write to them and say, here's a law of government's own official legal websites, the US Supreme Court, the laws published by Congress, and the US Treasury regulations only. They all clearly say, I am not required upon income tax. Show me where I'm wrong, and I will pay my fair share of taxes. Otherwise, you need to take action, and I'm not going to give you money anymore. That's what we're doing right now. With that, I can guarantee everybody you're not paying any more diabetes criminals. And I'll guarantee if they ever take your money, Fear Muscle will reimburse you. That's how much I got this thing wired down right now, Sam. Wow. Uh, you're you're muted or something, Sam? Can you hey, can you hear me? Paper? How do people have to learn? You have to you have to learn, or just um, have you take care of it for them? What what what's kind of the process for folks? Yeah. What do you offer if if I if I take your advice? What do you offer me? What what's the offer to anybody? Well, we, we have. I just created a plan uh, less than a year ago called the Restore Freedom Plan, which literally it is the plan to restore America by defunding this swamp that we had been voluntarily funding for decades in mass. We need to defund them and then use those funds to provide for your family better. Every one of us needs more funds for our families and take a portion of that to fund the entire freedom movement. That's why um, you know, for the first time, I'm actually starting to actually 
send funds out to organizations and leaders to support them because they need support like you do, like Richard does. That's why, Richard, I gave you yes when he asked me to sponsor you. I said, I'd love to sponsor you and Del Victory and all those other great people because that's what we need to do. We need the funding of our money coming to the freedom movement versus our enemies. Well, one, one thing that's very fundamental with this whole thing to me and why I support what you're doing is, is very fundamental, and that is this. The IRS and the United States Congress violate one of the most key God-given rights that all of us are born with, and that is to control and enjoy the fruits of our labor. That is a right of mine. That, that, the fruit of my labor belongs to me, not to the government, not to my neighbors. It belongs to me, and that's what the United States Congress has destroyed by using the IRS to be their their hitman, their Gestapo agents, to come after people to make sure that all of us are controlled. The IRS is more about control than anything else. But I absolutely hate that this is going on and that we have become so accustomed and brainwashed that it should be happening to us that we have completely forgotten our God-given right to the fruit of our own labor. Sheriff, the intimidation factor is why I'm so opposed to these clowns and goons, because you know what? They only have intimidation uh, as their, um, I don't know what you want to call it, big stick. They don't have facts. They don't have law. All they have is their intimidation tactics that will crush you. Congress has created an unaccountable behemoth judge, jury, and executioner, uh, Payman. Well, here's the great news, my friends. I used to believe that myself until about three years ago when the laws became available for free on internet on government's own legal official websites. There, I finally got into what's called definition terms. You know, its definitions are key. You know, for example, you know that if you die within two weeks of the corona jab, they will count you as being died unvaccinated. Supposedly, because the vaccine does not take effect for two weeks, you know, that, that means if you get the jab and die the next hour or next day, you did not die of the jab, but you died of the unvaccinated status of you. This is an example of how to use definitions to deceive. So I found the same thing going with the law. When I found the word uh, trader business is defined as performing functions of public office, I thought, that's strange. Why don't they mention any business? A plumber, you know, electrician. Of all the things that could mention in law, it includes performers and functions of public office. So I started researching. I thought, wait a minute. This is deliberate. This means trader business is only performing functions of public office. Then I looked at the term United States, which is defined as states and the District of Columbia. And then states are defined as District of Columbia again. 
So, whoa, wait a minute. District Columbia plus District of Columbia still adds up to say to DC. So I thought, wait a minute. This is amazing. So what I did next is I found the Supreme Court has clearly said when it comes to definitions, we have to follow the definition in, in laws versus our common understanding of the terms. And tax laws, it's even further restrictive. The Supreme Court said that it's well established that the tax law must clearly and specifically show what's being taxed. Otherwise, it's not taxed. And any doubt goes most strongly against the government's power to tax. Unanimous 9-0 U.S. Supreme Court case. And that's when I was convinced. Wow. We've been deceived into thinking we have to pay income tax. Richard, you're right. They shouldn't tax us. They never did. They did that only over Washington, D.C., where the federal government was given exclusive power to legislate any way they want because D.C. was intended to be a safe place for the federal government to do its business without being under the thumb of one of the states back in 1791. That was intent of giving the federal government D.C. to have independence. But you see now, they're using deception. When you use the term U.S. income tax return, you're thinking, I used to think there's 50 states, but in law, it only means D.C. Back in 1913, we used to include Alaska, Puerto Rico, Philippines, and all U.S. territories. And over the last 100 years, they took them all out. It's only D.C. See, so not breaking the law. The law on income tax is clearly constitutional. It just doesn't apply to us in the 50 states. It applies only to D.C. and federal workers only. That's right. Well, well, obviously, you have a huge message for everyone. Um, uh, and, and I will tell you, uh, I actually agree with most of what you have said. I've heard you speak before. I've been at a meeting, several meetings with you in the past, and I've read your stuff. I've watched your videos. Uh, the bottom line is what Sam was alluding to earlier. What's going to keep these dishonest criminals and thugs of the IRS from going after me anyway and garnishing my bank account? Do you do you use any bank accounts in, in mainstream banks? And if you do, aren't you afraid that the IRS is going to uh, garnish them? Well, I don't use bank accounts, but I'll answer your, your question this way. Okay. First of all, you don't ever have to worry about going to prison for taxes because number one, when you petition the Congress about this issue with a lost quota and attached, printed out attached to your petition to congressmen, and if they ever stupid enough to want to charge you, you go before a jury of 12 Americans to convict you, you can say, look, I followed the law as published on government's legal websites, and I wrote to my lawmakers, all three, double, triple, quadruple check with them. If I'm wrong, let me know, and I will pay my fair share of taxes. None of them 
corrected me. Obviously, I was right. Here it is. Look at the letters, petition to congressmen, jury members. You decide if I'm trying to break the law. Well, you know, the government lawyers are not stupid. They're not going to want to let the jury see that not only you're innocent, but they're the criminals right there in the courtroom. So they never even charge you in the first place. Yeah. That's why they never come after me. Because they would not want to give me a classroom to bring the jury to our side. So we protect our members, number one, this way. You don't ever worry about going to prison. Number one. Number two, I've beaten the Irish myself and my students because they'll know the law and legal procedure better than tax attorneys. I teach tax attorneys these techniques, things that I know. But now with this way, with the law on our side, it's even better. But number four, I just discovered about a month ago by studying the Treasury Inspector General reports. These are the auditors of the government, IRS. Right. Right. They're saying the IRS is so busy and understaffed to handle filers that they made a management decision to leave non-filers alone. Let me add this. They said in the report for every yeah, dollar. Yeah, but they just added, they're adding 87,000 more agents. That means nothing. I'll tell you why. IRS is about 65,000 agents, Richard. And the report says, IRS says in the next six years, they will lose about 52,000 of them. Almost two thirds. Of the I think they should lose them all. And this 87,000 is 3,700 per year in 10 years. It's not 87,000. Let's move along quickly because we're about out of time. I've got one quick question, and then I uh, want to move to your uh, event coming up because it's really impressive when you look at the list of speakers. It is amazing. Sheriff Mack obviously will be one of the speakers uh, as well. Uh, but so uh, Joe Bannister is a good friend of mine. Sherry Jackson, good friend of mine. Both of them speak out boldly, too, about the abuses of the IRS and acknowledge the reality that we agree with that, you know what, they don't have any authority to tax. Uh, how do they uh, fit into this, and what's their thoughts in relation to the to the information that you share, Payman? Well, Sherry unfortunately went to prison, and that took a lot of steam out of her because she didn't listen to me. I tried to lovingly help her, <clears throat> educate her back in 2000 to come to annual meetings I had with all the leaders of movement to learn from each other. She refused to, to my offer. Okay, and Joe, I have not been in touch with. Him. He's very much an introvert, quiet, shy guy. He hasn't called me back lately. You know, look, I'm only one guy. But I cannot control all the personalities and movement that are out right. there. All I can do is tell the truth, tell you it's in the government's own official websites, have you write petitions, ask your lawmakers to correct you if you're wrong. And I'll give the guarantee. I give you the guarantee, but they got to come to the Restore Freedom Rally because that's when on Monday, the 23rd, I'll give them the whole big picture. You're going to be like literally deprogrammed of the lies, and you're going to be like Neo in the Matrix. Grants his back of his head, plugged in, wakes up, <laughs> and says, I know Kung Fu. You'll know <laughs> Kung Fu the IRS when you be at the Restore Free Rally. And Monday, the 23rd, we get the whole download. Okay. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it's an upcoming event. It's going to be in yeah. Orlando International Airport Holiday Inn, January 20th through the 23rd. 
Get your tickets today, restorefreedomrally.org. Sheriff? Yeah, that's what I was going to make sure that everybody knew where that was. And um, maybe you ought to uh, share some of the other uh, uh, speakers besides you and me. Well, we have uh, Dr. Judy Makovitz uh, talking about the corruption medical system. If you could get these little list of flyer, please. And uh, we have, uh, besides uh, Del Big Tree, and we have, uh, please, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Todd, Lee Merritt. Uh, Lee Merritt, the former president of the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. She'll be speaking there. Uh, we have um, uh, Joshua Yoder, who is uh, the uh, pilots uh, that are fighting the Corona hoax mandate, the jab. We're having Dave uh, Sumwell tell us about what really happened on January 6th, the truth that we kept from us. We have Dr. Juliet Engel speak about how the CIA has been involved in child kidnapping and torture, sexual abuse. She was a victim herself. Richard Gage will tell us about 9-11. Well, that was a treasonous act. It was an inside job because it was done with controlled demolitions, now by some Arab terrorists out there, supposedly. And uh, Pastor Dan Fisher will tell us about the role of churches. The churches has been muzzled. And it was not for Amen the churches to that, involved. Sir. involved. You know, yep. like the Black Oak Regiment, we'd never have a revolution in a country like we have today. So many more folks, you can see them all listed at RestoreFreedomRally.org. And I invite people. Let me tell you. <clears throat> Children, Let me tell you one other person that's going to be there, which is pretty cool. Jason Cisneros is going to be there. He's a serial entrepreneur. Jason works with Lee Dundas and others. They're putting together an incredible new website to take on Amazon and others where people can participate and Patriots can do business with Patriots and a whole lot more. Uh, that's something really to be uh, cognizant of as well, uh, Peyton. Yes, Jason has uh, been speaking of our event last time. He's such a amazing dynamic speaker we invite him to come again but the thing is you know about this rally said i see average age of attendee sam is about 60. i'm thinking where are your children where are your grandchildren you folks in social security bring them with you okay we make the program free for anybody 13 under 10 bucks for anybody under 18 under 30 get a special discount we need to now just come ourselves but we got children, grandchildren, niece and nephews with us. Yeah. Well, we need to deprogram them. That's for sure. Amen to that. And there's a headline that's interesting. U.S. household wealth loss sees second fastest decline in U.S. history under Joe Biden, Gateway Pundit. People are losing their money left and right and don't know what to do. And if we could get this tax burden off of our back, Sheriff, this could be a huge economic boom, right? I've said that all along, Sam, that we need to uh, uh, stop, as you said, uh, Paymon, uh, we need to stop uh, funding our enemy, stop funding our own destruction. Uh, so uh, you, you have about 30 seconds to give a final uh, thought to anybody, and, and then uh, we've got to... Well, we got to get out of here. <laughs> well, if they cannot come in person to Orlando, Florida uh, in uh, January 20th and 23rd, they can watch it streaming online 
at restorefreedomrally.org. So that option is available for those people who cannot be there in person. So what's your website now for everybody? Restorefreedomrally.org is for the events. And Freedom Moscow's website is livefreenow.org. And that wow. comes from the libertarian principle, Sheriff Mack, where, you know what, we just want people to leave us alone. Just don't hurt me. Just don't take my stuff. Just leave me alone. And that especially applies to the IRS. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another edition of the Sheriff Mack Show. Become a member of the Posse today. Support all we're doing, please. CSPOA.org. Check out our new and improved website as well. And thanks so much from all of us on the Sheriff Mack Show. Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. <laughs> I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman. <clears throat> There's so much going on in the news, it's just shocking. For the Sheriff Mack show, we literally talked to a, a gentleman. Uh, Seek the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He's the founder and president of the Freedom Law School. LiveFreeNow.org to learn more about that. But he's got a Restore Freedom Rally coming up. It's an upcoming event uh, at the Holiday Inn Orlando International Airport. It'll be January 20th through the 23rd, 2023. You want to learn more about it? RestoreFreedomRally.org. RestoreFreedomRally.org. Now, it'll be a very interesting uh, event. There's a lot of speakers there. Okay, speakers are just incredible. Del Bigtree, Dr. Judy Mikovich, Payman, I don't know how to say his last name. Sheriff Richard Mack, Dr. Lee Merritt, Dan Fisher, Dr. Rashid, 
uh, Buter, David Summerall, Josh Yotter, Jason Cisnerius, Gillette, Engel, Richard Gage, Jeff Olson, just to name a few. There's also some guest speakers there. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, I'm telling you right now, it is going to be a very fascinating rally. RestoreFreedomRally.org in Orlando, Florida. What a great place to go in January in the middle of winter, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, just between you and me, I don't, um, I don't know how to feel about some of the teachings uh, of all these people. Okay, the problem with so many speakers, there's so many topics, so many issues. I don't want you to think that I'm endorsing every one of these speakers or, or endorsing this event because I don't know enough about it. I'm learning about it. Uh, we uh, know uh, the gentleman, Payman, uh, who's a, a, a very nice gentleman. He came from Iran. He's lived in America for, you know, almost 50 years. So he's, you know, he's an American too, but he, but he understands what it's like in other countries. He understands what freedom is all about. He understands the judge, jury, and executioner nature of the IRS and how abusive they are. Uh, and, you know, I don't know the best way to get free of these things. I've heard people speak about this for a long time. You know, Joe Bannister, um, many people, uh, Mrs. Jackson, Sherry Jackson. Uh, you know, I've heard Erwin Schiff, and he used to interview Erwin Schiff back in the day about this. This topic is very tough, and there's people that lose everything they have. So I want you to understand that, I, you know what, we offer this as an educational option for you to learn. I don't want you to feel like I'm encouraging you or pushing you to take these steps because I know it's very dangerous indeed. But I also know something and somebody somewhere somehow has got to reduce the stranglehold that these unconstitutional criminal government agencies have over we the people. Okay, when you find out how much abuse the FBI has done to we the people and the IRS, and I could keep going on and on and on and on, it is just astounding. And at some point, we the people have got to push back and have got to get truth out there somewhere. And then how can we organize to really protect ourselves and make a difference for the sacred cause of liberty? That really is the question. The question for all of you. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. Donate liberally. We're doing our very best to promote God, family, and country. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrideonRadio.com, Brideon.tv. Spread the word. Share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for December the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, 
to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show and the first hour of today. We had our guest on, Dr. Scott Bradley, for two hours yesterday. His whole collegiate series and lifelong pursuit is to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, weekly webinars, videos, a whole lot more Q&As on the Constitution alongside his incredible to preserve the nation curriculum. We talked about the majority of Americans do not want Joe Biden and or Donald Trump in 2024, CNBC survey shows. Now, Trump and others would tell you that that's propaganda, and it may be, it may not be. But my question to all of you is, who would you consider to be presidential worthy? You know, who would you consider voting for for president? If it's not the Donald, if it's not Joe, who could it, would it, should it be? It's a fair question, and I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and I cannot come up with a lot of great people. Ron Paul, but he's getting too old. So is Donald, and so is Joe, by the way. You know what? We need new blood, new people, Americans, freedom fighters. But I don't know anybody with a household name. Dr. Scott Bradley is one person that I'd put up. But he's already ran for vice president of the United States, along with Daryl Castle on the Constitution Party ticket. And, you know, they didn't get hardly any votes, not because they're not worthy of it, but because it's almost impossible to get the word of, word out about what they're doing. It's about impossible to back a third party and be successful anytime, anywhere in this country because the two parties, and let's make this very clear, the parties, the two, Republican, Democrat, they're not even part of the government. They're private groups, folks, that control the elections. The fact that we have parties controlling the elections, running the primaries, getting out the votes as private organizations, that alone is election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. I know you say, well, Sam, we've had these forever. Come on now. I know. But they have made laws that give them special protection before the law. Let's see. I create a party tomorrow called the Sam Bushman Party. I'm just being extreme to make the point. The Sam Bushman Party has a gazillion hurdles to jump through before I can even become a recognized party for people to choose. And it would take millions and millions and millions of dollars to even consider being put on the ballot in many of these places. That's why the Constitution Party, that's why the Libertarian Party, that's why the Independent American Party and all these other parties uh, struggle so much. They can't get past the hurdles the expense you can't get a fair shake in the media let's say they're going to have a debate tomorrow we're running for governor of given state doesn't matter you got the republican the democrat and then they might take on the libertarian party or the workers party usa or the whatever um but for the most part you can't even get in the debates because the debates are all literally controlled by a third party organization uh, literally as a stepchild of the republican and democrat parties they work out details and agreements and, and, and rules and guidelines about how the debates are going to go down and who can be included and how and when and where and why. So if you don't get any coverage in the media, 
You're not allowed in the debates. You're not part of the two parties that literally have all kinds of control over the, the apparatus of our voting. It's clearly election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. It absolutely is, and it's not really possible for folks to deny what I'm saying. They can make excuses and say how it's okay and it's justifiable, but they can't really deny what I'm saying. How is it not election fraud if one private organization or two, I say one or two because I don't even know if the Republican and Democratic parties are two parties. It almost seems like they're the left, right wing, right wings of the same bird of prey as Pat Buchanan highlighted. They work together. They have the good old boy network where they share power. They trade power. They, okay. But how do you get in amongst that? If one private organization has more authority over elections and laws protecting them and, and, and all this stuff, how is it not election fraud? Where do they get authority? Where did the Republican Party and the Democratic Party get authority to control elections, to manipulate the outcome of elections, etc.? Now, if you don't believe me on this, just type in Republican Party. Okay? Republican Party, uh, private organization, into Google. And what will you get? Yeah. Keeping with the centralized nature of the party, each chamber creates separate committees. See? Republican Party, United States, Wikipedia. You got to ask, what is it? What entity is the Republican Party? How about the Republican National Committee? What form of business organizations do the Republican and Democratic parties take? Huh? They are not for profit corporations exempt from taxes under the IRS. Yeah. They've been sheltered under those rules for a long time. They're called 527s, right? Did you know that? They are not private party organizations in the traditional sense. They are, listen, semi-public institutions that have been authorized by state law. Huh. Think about that. GOP, Grand Old Party. It was founded in 1854. So understand, we went for the first literally 70 years of this republic without them. Right? Republican Party, Democratic Party. What form of business organization? All right. Think about that. When they get sheltered under these rules, is that election fraud? I say that it is. I don't see how we avoid that. I don't see how we can pretend it's not that. Can we? I ask you, what form of business organization 
do the Republican and Democratic parties enjoy? Fair question, right? How many people know the answer? Not very many. Yeah, they're not for profit organizations. They've got special privilege under the law, folks. And my question to you is what if I wanted to start a quote party today? Ross Pro kind of tried it, right? Failed. The Constitution Party's tried it, right? It hasn't failed, but it's certainly a struggle. I'm good friends with the people in those that party, and you know what? They struggle to even get enough for organizational volunteers to keep the party running. Same with the Independent American Party. Now, if you're independent, is that a party? Well, not really, Sam. That just means you're not one of the two, see? There's a massive group of independents, but what are independents? Huh? What is an independent? Well, Sam, it's somebody who just doesn't believe in a party. Okay, do they have the same privileges? Huh? You got to really ask yourself that question. Right? So who's got the special privilege? If you don't lean towards any party, what are you? Believe it or not, parties often serve as career networks that allow candidates and political, they say professionals, but I would say hacks, to progress from state level to national level politics. See? That's what we're talking about. Right? Now, believe it or not, the Democratic and Republican parties have kind of flipped ideologies, right? The Democratic Party was founded in 1828. 1854 for the Republican Party. So I don't know why they call it the Grand Old Party because the Democrat really should be the Grand Old Party, right? Now listen, the Republican Party was considered quite liberal while the Democrats were known as staunch conservatives. (laughs) Wow. Ain't tight. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. What is an independent voter? They say Kristen Simina, or Kirsten Simina is now independent. What does that even mean, right? Well, Sam, it means she doesn't belong to a party. Great. And is she going to get on any committees anytime soon? See, parties often act as career networks to let candidates and political hacks to progress from state level to national level politics, etc. But when Kirsten Simina decides to go independent, right? What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but it means she has less political clout, <clears throat> right? And it means that people are disenfranchised is what it means. And that's the reason that I have a problem with these parties and partisan politics altogether. You can't tell me that it's okay or that it's fine. All right. These parties have been sheltered under special rules for a long time. If you go ahead and just become an independent, you don't have any party affiliation. You lose a lot of the, quote, mojo that a party puts in place on your behalf, right? Well, there's a headline for the New York Times that relates to this in a way. It, in my opinion, proves greater election fraud than we already know. We know George Soros has put in billions. We know Mark Zuckerberg put in over $400 million. We know all kinds of groups are putting money in behind the scenes. It's called dark money, right? The headline from the New York Times says group spent $32 million to, quote, fight election denialism. NYT. Now, what's election denialism? Well, Sam, it's when you don't trust the elections, you see. It's when you don't believe elections are safe and transparent and honest. You don't believe that, so you're into denialism, you see. 
They say the money, the $32 million, largely went to states. They call it state and local organizations that often focused on turning out what they call young voters and people of color. I don't know if you're supposed to say people of color these days. That's kind of a racial statement. And blacks or African Americans there, including with messages about threats to freedom and democracy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, since we don't have a democracy, I don't see how there's a big threat to democracy there. But nevertheless, that's the deal. The, quote, pro-democracy center and the pro-democracy campaign put that money into 126 organizations across 16 states with a particular focus on Arizona, Wisconsin, and Michigan as well as a, they put the money towards a range of organizations, some of them left-leaning, most of them left-leaning, I might add, but some of them, all right? So you've got this deal where they literally put a ton of money in. Now listen carefully to this. They asked a guy named Mr. Donnelly about this, and he would not name the donors behind the groups, which as nonprofits are not required to disclose their contributors. You comfortable with this, folks? Because I surely am not comfortable with this. You got these two political hack parties. You got George Washington in his farewell address warning us to stay out of parties. Warning us to stay out of foreign wars. Those are the two things he said will destroy the nation or be a threat to the nation the most. Parties and wars. We're in both to our eyeballs, folks. He also warned us that we need to have religion and morality as the two great supports. Though we seem to be lacking in religion and in morality today, don't we? Big time, folks. Big time. And now we find out this guy won't name the donors behind it because he doesn't want people to know. But they spent $32 million to fight what they call election uh, denialism. Think about that. How much money do I have to uh, promote election truth? See, am I a denier or a truther? See, they mock these terms so much so to where it's really hard to get a handle on it. I don't deny that there are elections, folks. I'm not an election denier. I believe there are elections. And I believe a lot of the elections are probably above board, meaning that people don't mean any harms or lies. Mistakes happen, but for the most part, they're decent. I don't believe there's fraud in every election. I don't. I know people would say, Sam, you don't, you're naive then. I don't think so. I think the greatest fraud happens in Republican and Democratic strongholds. What do I mean by strongholds? I mean the inner big cities where they have absolute control. Okay, I believe it's a lot harder to commit vote fraud in the smaller places in America, uh, in some of the counties, in, okay? And I believe that a lot of people mean well and are good. That's why I think you're getting so much pushback from elected officials, because I believe a lot of them are good people, and they mean well, okay? So... It's important to really understand 
where we stand. We don't want you to believe that we're saying every election is just a fraud from the get-go. I don't believe that's true. I believe there's fraud in certain parts of the country, way more so than in other parts. I think the battleground states prove it. I think certain inner cities prove it. Right? I think we really need to kind of be careful when we talk about election fraud that we don't that we don't do as they're saying, you know, make poison the well is the best way I know how to articulate it. Okay, we don't want everybody to believe there's just fraud everywhere and there's no hope of solution. A lot of people are good and mean well. And that's why they're pushing back so hard because they cannot believe that there's election fraud. They're like, you know what? I'm involved in the elections and I just don't see this fraud. Do you see why it would be hard for them to believe? Because they're involved in the elections. And they're going, man, from where I sit, there's not fraud, Sam. Rather than just, uh, I'm not sure what to say here. Rather than just deny election fraud or promote election fraud, what if we meet in the middle and talk about, hey, this is a serious issue. And this is something that we need to talk about. Let's not just double down into, you know what, they're committing fraud, they're deniers. We don't need this to be that simple in our discussions. We need to put together, in my opinion, cogent, intelligent documentation of election fraud. And most of the election fraud that I see is very hard to document. It doesn't mean that there's no fraud. And it doesn't mean that there's just fraud everywhere. What it means is it's very nuanced. And we gotta really be kind to one another and really build relationships of trust with one another to fix it. And I believe most Americans would be interested in fixing it, would be interested in looking at the the facts as they really are, except for it's almost impossible because of the dark money involved and because of the belligerent accusations that are made by the folks who wanna get election fraud on the books or election fraud documented. They cast such a wide net of, you know what, there's fraud everywhere. Or, no, there's no fraud, you're lying. We need to narrow the scope and talk about it one little bit at a time. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, he's supposed to be challenging Ronna McDaniel, RNC chair. So what? He wants to be RNC chair now. That's Republican National Committee chair. Well, I hope he's successful. I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe, though. I don't think the deep state Republicans want people like Mike Lindell or me around. This is interesting. Um, it's so bad in politics now that former Republican House Speaker Newt Gingrich warned on Wednesday of a, quote, replay of the 1964 presidential election where Republicans of different factions within the party split their vote 
and guarantee victory for the Democrats. That's right. Let's come back and talk about that in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried was accused by U.S. regulators of carrying out a multi-year scheme to defraud investors. The SEC said on Tuesday that Bankman-Fried, who was arrested on Monday in the Bahamas, raised nearly $2 billion from investors before imploding. In the past nine months, Jerome Powell has raised the interest rates at the fastest pace of any Federal Reserve chair since the 1980s. The result has brought the housing market to a standstill and prompting fears of an imminent recession. The Federal Reserve is expected on Wednesday to raise interest rates for the seventh time this year to combat stubborn inflation caused by government overspending. The government will partially shut down starting Saturday if Congress does not act to extend funding. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, said that Congress needed more time to reach a deal on funding the government for fiscal 2023. Later this week, members should be prepared to take quick action on a CR, a one-week CR, so we can give appropriators more time to finish a full funding bill before the holidays. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled the Biden administration cannot force a group of Catholic hospitals and doctors to perform transgender operations. The ruling followed a similar ruling over the summer when the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals held that Christian medical organizations did not need to perform abortions. The Department of Energy is planning to announce today a major scientific breakthrough at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. Researchers there have been trying to develop harnessing the energy from nuclear fusion, which would be great news. Fusion could be turned on and off like a switch and does not create any long-lived radioactive nuclear waste. We are USA Radio News. If your company stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during the challenging time. Now, this is not a loan, and you do not have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidpayment.com. You heard that correct, up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at covidpayment.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let COVIDpayment.com help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDpayment.com. That's COVIDpayment.com. COVIDpayment.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. So these groups spent $32 million to fight 
election denialism, writes the New York Times, 32 million. They must be scared of us, quote, deniers, huh? But we don't deny elections. We know they exist. We just say there's fraud. The problem is the pro-democracy center and the pro-democracy campaign promoted this. Even though we don't even have a democracy in America, they're completely deceived. Nevertheless, Mr. Donnelly would not name the donors behind this because these nonprofit organizations don't have to tell you where they get and or give their money, really, right? Well, Newt Gingrich is warning now of a replay of the 1964 presidential election where Republicans of different factions within the, quote, party split their vote and guarantee Democrats victory. Gingrich told the New York Times that Trump is not to blame for the Republicans' loss in Georgia, but warned that the GOP could become split between, quote, pro and anti-Trump voters. The incident could be a replay of the 1964 election when conservatives backed Barry Goldwater and moderates backed Nelson Rockefeller. My greatest fear is that we're going to end up in a 1960s division, Gingrich said. I can imagine a Trump anti-Trump war over the next two years that just guarantees Biden landslide, he says. Interesting, huh? And then guarantees the control or that uh, and guarantees that the Democrats literally control everything. That's what he's talking about, right? Wow. Will the Democrats control everything, folks? Will this be a massive meltdown in the Republican Party? Well, here's the question. Will Donald Trump possibly back off? Or is he just going to say, I'm the guy? Well, Mike Pence is saying that Donald Trump should apologize for having dinner with Kanye West. Now, should Trump apologize for having dinner with, quote, white nationalist Kanye West? See, in the beginning of the dinner, was supposed to be with Kanye, and Trump thought it was fine. Trump got betrayed by some people, I think. But here's the soundbite of Newt Gingrich calling for this. President Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give uh, a white nationalist, um, um, an anti-Semite, and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize for it, uh, and he should denounce those individuals uh, uh, and their hateful rhetoric without qualification. With that being said, as I point out in the book as well, I, I, I don't believe Donald Trump is an anti-Semite. I don't believe he's a racist or a bigot. I, I would not have been his vice president if he was. And, uh, you know, people often forget the, the president's daughter converted to Judaism. Yep. His son-in-law is a devout Jew. Um, his grandchildren are Jewish. And so, I, uh, you know, the broad brush of attack that media leveled at him. But uh, I, I think the president demonstrated uh, profoundly poor judgment uh, in, in giving those individuals a seat at the table. And as I said, I think he should apologize for it. He should denounce them without qualification. You. Thanks for you, watching. Mike Go Pence. to News. All right. Shame on you, Mike Pence. Okay. Let me explain why. Let me get this right. Let's say somebody does not believe the Holocaust existed, that it never happened. 
Now, if you want my opinion, they're completely deceived. I believe it did happen. Uh, but I don't believe that it happened as our government told us it did. They want you to believe it's the biggest slaughter of people in the, in the world. It's not true. Holodomor was much worse. Much more people died. Now, I'm not dismissing either tragedy. They're both heinous and horrible. We should stand against both of them. But you know what? Let's say somebody believes that it didn't happen. Does that mean we should just unequivocally denounce them, uh, say they're involved in hate, that they're an anti-Semite, that they're anti-Jewish, that they're this, that they're that? Should we apply all these labels to these people just because they believe that? See, I don't think so. Why is it that if somebody does not believe in the Holocaust, they just think it's bogus? Or they believe we went, we did not go to the moon? Or they believe the earth is flat? Or whatever they believe, right? Why do we say that's so hate-filled that, man, they, they deserve to not even be treated as a human? But yet, if you are a baby murderer, you're for pro-death, you're even for partial birth abortion murder, you're even for discussing the murder of a baby after they're delivered and they're, they're out, alive, breathing, we can set them aside while we contemplate their death. There's people advocating for that right now. There's Dr. Kevorkians, doctor of death, people that, you know, just want to assist your suicide and your murder, killing yourself and all these things. You've got people who uh, have these views. And they're okay to sit at the table. No problem. You've got people that have these views that, you know what, there's no such thing as male, female, as God intended or God set forth biblically. Or that science backs irrefutably that there's X and XY chromosomes, male and female. Science proves the binary, and God articulates biblically a binary. But people who believe that gender is just fluid, that they can just go back and forth, no problem. People who believe that you don't need to marry people, you can just be involved sexually wherever, all this promiscuity and uh, sexualization that takes place, all those people are fine to the table, right? But yet the guy that doesn't believe the Holocaust existed, man, he's just, oh, you got to just denounce him crazy. I don't think Donald Trump should apologize with meeting with these people. I think Donald just needs to clearly tell the truth on what happened. Look, I got deceived about who was going to be there. And if I would have known that, I probably wouldn't have met with these people in the first place. But you know what? Folks, their goal is to attack Christians. Okay? I don't think Trump should apologize for dinner with white nationalists. I think Trump should just say, hey, I'm trying to influence these people to not be so extreme. Okay? What is so wrong if somebody believes that the white race is the superior, better race than everybody else? Now, it's a false belief, in my opinion. But should they be allowed to have that belief? Where's the First Amendment? And if we're going to shut off people who don't believe in the Holocaust or shut off people who believe they're better because they're white, what about people who believe they're better because they're black? What about the phrase black and beautiful? What about, okay, or what about somebody who believes, hey, we're Asian. We're the smartest group in the genome. We're the smartest people in the gene pool, man. And you know what? IQ studies prove it. Now, are we saying that they're just untouchable? you got to apologize for even eating dinner with them or saying hi to them or wishing them a Merry Christmas or being kind and Christian 
wouldn't our Christian attitude say, even though you're completely up in the night in your views, shouldn't we treat you as brothers and sisters, as children of God? What about people who believe in Satan worship? They're able to be at the table along with the baby murderers, along with the people who have no morals, sexually speaking. <laughs> along with the people who jettison science and believe that gender is just fluid. You can have 50 or 100 or whatever different genders. Okay. They're all at the table. But the guy that says, I don't believe the Holocaust existed, or even if you get close and say, I don't believe it was as, as the government told me it was. Now you're somehow the evil enemy. You're so bad, you can't even sit at the table. You're worse than an, an infidel, right? You're worse than the than the jihad people, in fact, by golly. You know, we can sit down with the jihadis and try to work together there, but don't you, um, you know, think that the Holocaust didn't exist? Or don't you think for one second that uh, global warming isn't real? Or don't you think for one second that there was election fraud? Those people are not welcome at the table. Do you see the disingenuousness of this, folks? All right. Trump should apologize for dinner with a white nationalist. To who? Now, while you can't meet with a white nationalist, why is everybody okay meeting with the NAACP? Huh? What is that? The Na National Association for the Advancement of Colored People? Uh, you know what? Saying colored people nowadays is offensive, isn't it? Supposed to say black or African-American or something like that. But see, they hang on to this old name that just shows how racist they were. You can hang out with Margaret Sanger. You could put Planned Parenthood people whose primary agenda is murder and the sale of baby body parts. They can sit down at the table, by golly. But not that guy that's white that thinks he's better than everybody else because he's white, see? Not that person that denies the Holocaust. No, sir. You know, you can have Jewish people sit at the table uh, that have murdered left and right. No problem. See, folks, I've got a problem with this. I think we should be kind to everybody and try to show everybody a better way. I would sit down at dinner with this white nationalist and with Kanye West and try to help them see the wrongness of their ways. Shouldn't we do that? Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. Ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about this idea that, you know, they say, hey, Trump, he needs to apologize there for meeting with this white supremacist or whatever and going to dinner with him or whatever. I don't agree. Why can't you meet with this guy and ye? And you know what? Be polite and kind to them. Set an example of a Christian and say, listen, I just believe that your idea that you, because you're white, you're better than everybody else. This isn't true. God created us all and we're all God's children. And where do you get thinking we're better? Look, Asians do better on IQ tests than the whites. Blacks and, and others seem to be better at the athletics than the whites. You know, we can go ahead and show different attributes to different races if you want to. But what good does that do? You know what? Individuals are all different. They're all unique. But they're all created in God's image. And male and female created them. They're all unique, created in God's image. And binary is the truth. And you know what? Ye, you're a black guy. I'm not, I'm not saying because I'm white I'm any better than you. Uh, yeah, is there Jewish power and influence all over the place? Yes, there is. But does that make the Jew worse than anybody else? Of course not. Your neighbor that happens to be Jewish or happens to be black or happens to be Asian or happens to be white, they can be a great neighbor or a horrible neighbor. It's all on how they behave and how they conduct themselves, right? Remember we want to judge people on the content of their characters? Hey, like or dislike Martin Luther King? Now, I believe Martin Luther King was a thug. He was immoral. He was dishonest. He uh, became a rock star of fame because of the speeches that he gave, but he didn't live up to his ideals of speeches, folks. Go study the history. But I digress, except to say, hey, when, when Martin Luther King's right, or Michael is right, we got to give him credit for being right. When he says we need to judge people on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin, he's right. We need to somehow come together more, folks, not just yeet people not just separate, not just refuse to communicate. Communication is one of the greatest ways to develop understanding. You know, when you communicate, what you need to say is, I first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. And I really think that's a very clear point here. Look, what drives ye? What drives this white nationalist guy? What makes them believe what they believe? Let's learn about it. Let's acknowledge some truth when they have it, right? Be fair. Don't just shut them down. But we don't have to agree with them. 
we can politely agree to disagree agreeably, can't we? Agree to disagree agreeably. What does that mean? It means we don't agree. But you know what? We can agree to let it go and not just make it the big focus, the big elephant in the room. We can agree that, you know what, I can sit down with a baby killer who believes in abortion. I can sit down with a a, a Muslim who literally wants to kill me because I'm a white infidel. Uh, I can acknowledge that the, you know, Muslim or whatever you want to say, the jihadi, believes that we're promoting immorality. You know what? They're right. We are in our country. Now, I don't believe that the pendulum should swing where they stand either necessarily but see we've all got and you pointed this out on the alex jones show we've all got good that we bring to the table even people like say a hitler or even some of these very 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 bad people is everything they've ever done bad can we look at them as completely subhuman and say there's no good to them whatsoever or can we uh, be honest with ourselves to acknowledge the good Let me ask you a question. Was Hitler a child of God? He may have turned into a child of the devil. I understand by his choices. But when he was born an innocent little baby, was he not a child of God as you and I are? Okay, that doesn't mean that I'm going along with this viewpoint. It means that I'm honest with myself. All right, I got an email from a listener that I think really fits into this topic right now so well. And I don't know if the listener wants to be named, so I'm going to keep their name quiet, but I want to acknowledge them publicly, that they got this to me via email. It says this, Do you know what, fellow Christians? I pray a lot that demons will convert to Christianity. Think about that. I pray a lot for demons that they will convert to Christianity. And then it finishes and says, I cannot think of a better outcome for God's universe. Can you agree with that, folks? Or is that bad to agree with that? See, that's interesting, right? And I really think we need to really double down, folks, on things like that and say, hey, can I, uh, you know, forgive others? Can I speak with those or communicate with those that I completely disagree with in an effort to be civil, in an effort to be kind, respectful, gentle, patient? in an effort to build relationships of trust. See, you'll never convince ye or this white supremacist or anybody else that you're right unless you can build a relationship of trust and they can first seek to understand and then be understood. And you know what? We might find that we have a lot more to agree on than we disagree on. And we might find that those hardened views that we think are so horrible, so heinous, so off the charts, We might come back and say, I don't agree with you, but I at least understand what you're saying or understand why you believe what you believe. Or can't we politely, confidently work with people that we completely disagree with? Look, I don't think I have anything in common with Hillary Clinton. 
But could I be polite with her and wish her a Merry Christmas? Absolutely. I can and I should. So this Let's Go Brandon wrapping paper that we talked about yesterday, they're having tons of fun with it. The Blaze brought this forward and everything. You know what? I don't want to use that paper. It's just not helpful. Twitter files are detailing the Trump's suspension, regular meetings with the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI. See, is that helpful? The latest release of internal Twitter correspondence indicate former First Lady Michelle Obama was influential in getting Trump shut down off the platform. Twitter executives and employees actively engaged in, quote, visibility filtering. Some call it VF visibility filtering. We call it shadow banning, right? Evidence shows that it's not just Twitter and the FBI. The State Department, Facebook, YouTube, and Google are all working to censor the information you receive. Why do we need to do that? Okay, now we find out that Twitter has put literally search and visibility restrictions on the information you see from election candidates. Think about that. Is that going to help us get along and unify? Or even understand one another in a civil dialogue? Billionaire and Democratic donor George Soros poured $50 million into a super PAC for the elections that took place in 2022 and is doing the same thing for the elections in 2024 right now. Yeah. You've got candidates left and right, including Stacey Abrams. Okay, Stacey Abrams is a very extreme black panther kind of person. Should we just be hate-filled to her? See, no, I don't think so. I think we should be polite and kind and set the example of civility and love and Christian living. The FBI refuses to share the whole truth about Seth Rich's murder. Why? They have a spying database they probably want to protect, is my guess. I don't really know, right? But Seth Rich, why is this guy so important? The FBI now asks the court for 66 years to release information from Seth Rich's computers. Zachary Stever with the article. The FBI is asking a U.S. court to reverse its order that it produced information from Seth Rich's laptop computer. Why would they do that if it's just a simple robbery? If the court does not, the Bureau wants 66 years to release the information. Rich was a Democratic National Committee staffer. When he was killed on the streets in Washington, D.C. in 2016, No person has ever been arrested in connection with the murder. Why would the government want such a long cover-up on this thing? Huh? Now, this is interesting. U.S. District Judge Amos Mazin, I think is how you say it, an Obama appointee, ruled in September that the Bureau must hand over information from the computer to Brian Huddleston, a Texas man, who filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit request for information. The FBI's assertion that the privacy interest that the family held outweighed the public interest, that was rejected by the judge. 
There's no relevant case law supporting the argument, the judge told the FBI. The Bureau should not have to produce the information the government contends. They say we might end up being forced to release a confidential source. My response is no. The FBI first claimed they didn't have any of this information. Then they got caught, and now they admit they do have it, right? What do you think? The FBI, after claiming it never had or possessed Seth Rich's laptop or any information from it, acknowledged in 2020 that it had thousands of files from the computer. See, the government lied, ladies and gentlemen, just got caught lying again. Think about that, folks. The Bureau is currently working on getting the files from Seth Rich's laptop in a format that can be reviewed, the government said at the time. Look, folks, this is literally eight, no, I guess it's uh, six years later. I don't know how to respond to this. The FBI has never even looked into this investigation, but they want us to withhold all the information. Yeah, they want to take 66 years, 500 pages a month to release this. That's the problem, right? Wow. That's a shame. Our prayers are with the truth on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get out the information and let's do it quickly. Your government is literally scandal at every turn these days. We better restore the proper role of limited government while we have the chance, folks. All right. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Seth Rich, pray that we get the truth on this guy, huh? I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable. And we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America.